history with the podcast guy, Matt King. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to our podcast. Unfortunately, for some, our topics that we talk about may be offensive to some people. The topics that we discuss could also be triggers, and we want you to be aware of that. If you are in need of help, please talk to a professional, a family member, or a friend. We are not medical professionals, and we don't claim to be. We are just two guys with a microphone and a platform. Please listen with discretion. Welcome to This Time in History, guys. It's Matthew here, and I'm here to continue the mini-series on the 2022 municipal election. New episode dropping every Thursday up until the election, so enjoy that. And this week, I have with me... Mr. Jamal Myers, he's running for Ward 23, Etobicoke, sorry, Ward 23, Scarborough North, I apologize. Welcome to the show, Jamal. Uh, thank you, thank you for having me. So, uh, why don't you tell the listeners, because uh, I have a large contingent, my actually largest contingent of my listeners are from Ontario, so that's, that's key in what we're doing here. Um, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and ultimately why you're choosing to run in uh, this election? Uh, so a little bit about myself. Uh, I was born and raised in Scarborough. Um, my family, like many families in Scarborough, uh, came to Canada in search of a better life. Uh, originally, we were from Jamaica. Um, I grew up, I was raised by a single mom, and I grew up in Toronto community housing. So from a very early on, from a very early age, I've known about the importance of having uh, affordable housing, uh, having access to good transit so that you could get around to the city, uh, being able to participate in extracurricular activities. Uh, so all these things are very important to me, and they all helped shape me to become the person I was, I am. Um, eventually, I was able, you know, through the support of my family, through friends, through teachers, to uh, go to university. I went on to do my undergrad, master's, and eventually my law degree. Uh, and currently, I am a corporate lawyer at TD Bank, where I work on environmental, social, and governance issues. So, for example, helping the bank uh, craft its policies toward climate change, uh, working with the bank on diversity and inclusion strategy, or just making sure that the bank is governed properly. That sounds awesome. And then what led to ultimately you choosing this election this time? So I was working as a lawyer in New York for four and a half years. And, you know, I sort of, it wasn't for me. It wasn't an environment for me. It wasn't why I went to law school. It wasn't the type of people that I wanted to help. So I eventually gave up my practice there. And I moved back to Scarborough, and I actually moved in with my grandmother, who was a widow at the time. Mm -hmm. And she has lived in Scarborough since 1969. And I had, you know, one day we were going to the doctor's appointment, and we had to cross a busy street, and I was getting ready to cross with her, and she told me she couldn't cross. I said, why? Uh, there was no crosswalk. So that kind of opened my eyes to just how differently we all experience the city. I mean, I've crossed the street thousands of times now, and it never occurred to me that this street was unsafe, uh, because I was an, I'm an able-bodied person. I can cross the street easily. But when I saw it through my grandmother's eyes, I saw how we experienced the city so differently, 
and why it's so important that we have diverse voices at the decision-making table. So that sort of prompted my activism into transit. So I, for one year, I was on sabbatical at the time. I became a transit activist, and I was working for Better Transit for Scarborough. Um, as you probably know, Scarborough has the longest transit commute times. They're set to get even longer next year when the SRT closes. And from there, it just sort of spawned. I got involved in affordable housing, local economic development, uh, healthcare, um, and road safety. And, you know, people have just been encouraging me, Jamal, you need to run. Jamal, you need to run. And eventually, I just said, you know what? I think I have something to offer the community. I think we have a great community. We're just being held back by a lack of leadership and a lack of vision. So that's what prompted me to run this election. That's an amazing story, uh, and I love the personal touch. So I don't know if you've uh, sat down with your team and fully developed it, but anything that you want to tell me about your platform or any policies that you believe in or any changes that um, you think maybe need to be made. I know that's kind of a lot of stuff all at once, but anything that you want to um, put in there right now? Well, one thing for sure, uh, we're currently building the Scarborough subway and we want to make sure that local people have the opportunity to be hired on this contract and help build the subway and be given jobs. So this would help create training opportunities, apprenticeship opportunities, uh, training for new immigrants, or training for young people that are looking to get into the trade. We're also hoping that small businesses are able to supply some of the goods and services for building the subway because small businesses tend to hire local people. And small businesses, uh, if you've ever been to Scarborough, you'll know, are the backbone of our economy. We have mom and pop shops all over Scarborough and, you know, entrepreneurs from all over the world. And we want to make sure that they are able to participate in, you know, helping to build something that's a long-term investment in the community, but that's also not, that's also putting money back into our local economy. Sort of added to that point, uh, affordable housing. Uh, I've been a volunteer now with an organization called Housing Now, and we're trying to get affordable housing built next to a subway site. So at uh, Shepherd and McCowan, Scarborough Town Center, Lawrence, um, and Kennedy Station. And one of the good things about building affordable housing next to the stations is you won't need to have a car, hopefully. Uh, as you know, driving has become more and more expensive. It's even more expensive in Scarborough where just based on the area code, you're forced to pay a higher insurance rate. So that's some, some of the things that we're sort of focused on at this beginning at this initial stage, but we haven't fully developed our platform, but we're sort of getting this feedback from the on-the-ground campaigning, and yeah, we're looking forward to releasing that fully in the future. That's amazing, and I can't wait. And you know, I love the fact that you are very invested in your ward. Um, not a lot, like, I, I, I've known a few counselors in my day, and you know, they get in and they get comfortable and they're happy and they don't want to rock the boat. And I love the fact that you have this vision and you, you want to try to do what you anything that you can to see it through. I, 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 I love that. So I just wanted to say that to you. 
Um, Thank you so much. I mean, the slogan, like our our campaign motto is results matter. It's as simple as that. Anyone can come here and promise anything. It's really about, you know, is the road paved or is it not? Is the bus running on time or is it not? Is the litter picked up or is it not? It's all about results. And for four years, I have a track record of helping to deliver results for my community. And as a counselor, that's the same ethos I'll be taking into office. That's amazing. Uh, I just wanted to go over, because um, as a citizen of Toronto, <coughs> excuse me, and I've been paying attention for a few years, and I just have some budgetary stuff that um, I don't know how much you've been paying attention to that kind of stuff, but I have some budget stuff that I wanted to maybe uh, poke, uh, pick your brain about is actually the, the phrase I was going to use. Sure, I will do my best to answer. So, I noticed that um, the City of Toronto gives, I don't know if it's a grant, bursary, loan, I'm not exactly sure of the term, they give loans to uh, organizations like uh, the Scotiabank Caribbean Carnival, uh, the, um, uh, the Taste of the Danforth, Pride, and other, uh, I think, little, little uh, the Taste of Little Italy, and some of these, if not all of them, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and say all of them. All of them, as far as I know, because I've done the research, get private funding. So much private funding that they don't need any donation from the City of Toronto. And yes, the City of Toronto benefits because when they hold their events, everyone from around the world comes. But in a, in a time where... There's budgetary issues, especially with COVID, and 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 the and the, um, the kickback. Not the kickback. What the what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the full scale of COVID. We we may, we may not even know yet. Uh, like the cost I'm talking about. Um, okay. Are we as a city just gonna continue to give away money? So. I'll start that question by premise. I'll start your an- the answer by premising. I'm a huge supporter of the arts. I'm a huge supporter of having a vibrant city, festival culture. I think that's one of the best things about living in a city. But I'll take your point. Um, there are very hard conversations that are going to come, uh, especially now that we are sort of making our way out of COVID. And I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't know the. Um, ins and outs of the financial statements of all of the organizations you listed, but is there room to perhaps have that conversation in terms of which organizations the city should be funding and which ones it shouldn't be? Absolutely. I think that's just a normal part of regular due diligence. Um, What I'm mostly concerned, though, is not so much are we giving the money, but just making sure that the money is spent properly on the things that the city said that, on the things that are budgeted for in whatever grant that we're giving the organization. That's my primary concern. I understand. And I just want to point out that I, I too, am big supporter. Personally, my family, we love the taste of the Danforth. We try not to miss it every year. Fantastic. Um, it's, it is so fantastic. And there are a lot of other festivals. And like I said, for the most part, um, they have private funding. And, and that's... That's, you know, that's, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I just, 
<clears throat> I look to wherever we can save money. You know what I mean? As a city, we gotta. It's gotta come from somewhere. That's that was my only point. Um, well, I mean, you know, I take that point. You know, one of the things that really motivated me to run was the month, the amount of money that we're spending on the Gardner Expressway. Um, we're spending approximately two billion dollars, which is a significant portion of our capital budget. And I'm not advocating tearing down the Gardner, but what I'm advocating is, what if we had just had the you know open and honest discussion of. What if it made more sense to bring the gardener down to uh, ground level? That way, you know, eventually when it needs repairs in another 10 years, we're not spending another two, three, four billion dollars. So I totally understand where you're coming from. It can be frustrating, especially when the city is always crying poor, but you see money being wasted all the time. Um, but I'm also interested in sort of having that bigger discussion in terms of like, what are our priorities as a city? And... How do we be strategic about the money that we're spending? I agree. That's well put. And since you are from Scarborough and you already mentioned the subways, um, I'd like to just briefly touch on uh, the subject as a whole. And uh, whether, like, uh, what's your... <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm still getting over a bad cough. Um, oh, no worries. I hope the traffic isn't too bad in the background. My apologies. About no, that. no, no. You're, you're, don't worry about it. I don't even hear anything. Um, okay. So, <coughs> I'm just, uh, want to gauge your, uh, going forward, um, what, what am I trying to say here? Sorry, I, I get stumped on my thoughts sometimes because there's too many going Happens through my head. Happens to all of us. Happens to all of us. No worries at all. So, in terms of the Scarborough subway that's currently being built right now you and i had a conversation off air about um the fact that it took 10 years to get the shovels in the ground they've been talking about the scarborough subway for 10 years and i just wanted to uh, anything that you wanted to add for for the listeners to hear i mean the scarborough subway is sort of emblematic of one of the big problems facing toronto which is governance toronto is a very poorly governed city um, that's if you're a liberal, conservative, independent, non-affiliated, whatever, the decision-making process at City Hall is broken. Um, whether you agree with the Scarborough subway or you had favored the previous plan, the LRT, like I did, regardless, the way we went about making a decision of such importance and spending approximately $6 billion is not worthy of a city of the size of our stature. I mean... We went from a plan that was well thought out, had been, you know, shared widely among residents. They had received feedback. People had invested time, energy, money into sort of developing this transit city plan. Whatever you thought of it, that was a decision that the city came up with. People were in agreement. Then we came up with the slogan, Subway, Subway, Subway. We scrapped it, and we decided that we were going to build a subway no matter what the cost was. And that sort of put us in the position where we are now, where the, sub, the SRT is going to close next year, and there's really nothing that's going to be built for 10 years. So people that had the longest commutes in the city, they're even about to get longer because there wasn't that proper governance, oversight, and due diligence in how we made the decision in terms of how, what we were going to replace the SRT with. 
I understand what you're saying. And uh, just a follow-up question. So now with, you see the subway going into York Region, and eventually I believe the subway is going to go into Mississauga. Are you saying that uh, you wouldn't be in favor of the subway going into Durham Region? I am saying that before the subway goes into Durham Region, what is the business case for the subway going into Durham Region rather than, for example, the subway extending further into Scarborough? for the people that it's supposed to be serving, or further into Etobicoke, or further into North York. Uh, you know, look at the subway we built at Bond. That is basically empty. And the thing about building a subway, they're incredibly expensive. So unless you get a certain number of riders, which I think is about 50,000 riders a day, the subway is just going to be losing money and requiring subsidies to keep it operating, because whether... One person an hour or 20,000 people an hour are using a subway. It costs the same amount to keep the lights on, costs the same amount to be staffed, and if money is going to subsidizing empty subways, well, then that means money has to be either taken from other places, so that results in service cuts, or money isn't available to build new transit in Etobicoke or North York or downtown. I agree with you because Line 3, which... Uh uh, for you guys, is the former Purple Line. I believe that, that's been losing money since the day it opened. Exactly. And all of that money that it's lost could have gone to building all of these other transit projects that are desperately needed throughout the city. And again, it comes down to due diligence. Nobody said, what's the proper business case for building this line? It was just, it was politically popular and it was convenient and we got stuck with this. And the other question I wanted to ask, sorry, it's kind of a, um, a bridge between um, transit and, and budget, is um, the city is the one who operates the, the city's uh, construction schedule. Is that correct? I am not sure about that. Okay. I don't know uh, exactly how the construction schedule operates for the city of Toronto, I do know, however, that there are issues in terms of making sure that the timing is aligned. So, for example, if the city is repaving the road, to check the pipes, and then if the pipes need to be replaced, to replace them at the same time. Currently, the city, as far as I know, does not have that capacity, i.e., it'll repave the road, and then two years later, we'll dig it up to replace the pipes. Yes, that's exactly it. Um, in my uh, area, I mean, there's construction right now on Finch. There's construction, <coughs> excuse me, um, on Islington, all along Finch. Like it's it's really bad. I only take it in the in the mornings to go to work because there's nobody on the road. And now they're they're going to be move, moving up to Steel soon, so that's going to be a mess. Over here in yeah. the over here in the West End. Yeah, it's uh, it's again, it's just not it's just not uh, properly run. It's not organized. I mean, other cities have had this capability for decades. Toronto is the fourth largest city in North America. We are a wealthy city. Why don't we have these very basic, um, you know, infrastructures in place to make sure that we're not wasting money and doing things repeatedly when it could just be done once properly. I agree. 
So why don't you tell people uh, about your website, uh, where they, if you have a constituents office yet, or if that's coming, and anything else that you wanted to add. So my website is www.jamal. That's J A M A A L four, as in the number four. Garb S C A R B P O dot com. Uh, we don't have our constituency, our campaign office, up yet. I should say. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I said the wrong word. I apologize. No, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, but we're, I like the direction you're going in. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have that up right uh, right after when the provincial election ends. Okay. Um, and sorry, what was the other part of the question? Oh, anything else that you wanted to add for the listeners that you left out? Uh, yeah, there is really an opportunity for change in this election. I think people are hungry for it. I think Toronto has so much potential, and it's just, a lack of leadership and a lack of vision that's really holding us back. I mean, the reason you're hearing cars in the background is I just finished canvassing a neighborhood, and the reception at the door has just been phenomenal. Uh, people want people who are down-to-earth, accessible, and they have new ideas, fresh ideas, for how to bring the city forward. Uh, a lot of our counselors are just stuck in the past. They have very old ideas, very outdated ideas, and that's not what a city of this size, uh, of this stature needs in order to be moving forward. Uh, we're in a very competitive global environment, and Toronto is just not meeting the mark in so many areas, whether it's climate change, whether it's affordable housing, whether it's creating good jobs in the inner suburbs, whether we're dealing with poverty or inequality, and I think Really, it's this time to take a hard look at the type of people we elect to the local office and, you know, make a decision of choosing the future rather than choosing the past. Well put. And I've got uh, just a couple more questions for you. Uh, so, a lot of people get squirmish when I mention Rob Ford, but I just quickly. Uh, so, I grew up in Etobicoke North, his ward. Uh, he's someone that I really looked up to. Yeah, he made a lot of mistakes, but one thing he got right was his customer service. He actually returned calls. He went out, because I, I, like you, I grew up in Metro Housing. He uh -huh. showed up, and I was just wondering if if the that aspect of uh, being a city councillor is something that, um, if you win, you will... Um, take with you you'll make yourself what's the word i'm looking for you make yourself um available available yeah absolutely i mean it's on the it's on our campaign flyer accessible committed experience uh i'm all about making sure people have easy access to their counselor uh i think one of the like you said one of the best things about rob ford was his uh customer service you know, I come from a different side of the political aisle than Rob Ford. But one thing I did admire about him uh, and that I got from conversations with people who liked him was that Rob Ford liked people. He didn't care if you were the head of the company or if you were the janitor. He treated you exactly the same. Exactly. He genuinely liked the people of the city, and it came across. Whether they agreed with his politics or not, whatever they thought of his personal life. And that's one thing that I've always vowed to emulate 
is that I genuinely do like people and I love the people of this city. That's amazing. And I, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm going to be following along. Uh, I do have one more question. You can pass on it if you like, but I have to ask you. Is there anybody... <laughs> I'm sorry again for my cough. Is there anybody that's running, whether city council, school trustee, or mayor, that you'd be willing to endorse at this current time? Uh, at this time, I'm not willing to endorse. There's one person, though, that I would say... Uh, I think it's fantastic who's running at the city council level, and that's Kevin Rupesing, who's running in Scarborough Southwest. Uh, Kevin's running on a similar platform of, you know, really having a vision, a positive and inclusive vision for the city, the type of city we want to be, and I think Kevin would make an outstanding city council. Well, tell him to check his email, because I left him an email. (laughs) Okay, we'll do. Um, Thank you so much for coming on here. Good luck in the election. Like I said, I'll be following along. I love um, election night. It's it's one of my favorite nights of the year. I just sit in front of the TV and I watch each ward. Um, so, good luck, everybody. This is Jamal Myers, Ward 23, Scarborough North. It's important, whomever you vote for, to get out and vote. Because if you don't vote, you go on herd and then... Nothing changes. We need you to get out there and get your vote. Right, Jamal? Correct. Thank you so much for coming on. Good luck, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you to all your listeners who are listening. Uh, Have a great evening. Bye-bye.